0: The bottom line is, whether you like it,
1: or don't like it, learn to love it, because it's the best thing going today.
0: His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom.
2: Who was on Twitter? Introduce Sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the Sports Desk. New Sports Desk. You're listening to the Sports Show.
0: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk. I'm your guy one more time, Desiree L. Hicks Jr., one half of your sportsologists. But I'm the only one in studio today But don't worry, don't worry We'll be calling Black in shortly And we're here to wrap up week uh, four uh, of the NFL Uh, From the NFL week 4 they We're here to wrap it up today So we're going to go through a lot of the main marquee games Of course we're going to talk Brady and uh, Belichick, Bucks and Patriots We're going to talk about them Cowboys My Cowboys taking care of that business That's going to get right, man
1: (laughs) Cowboys! Okay. Okay. Are you allowed know to do that to the, yeah. oh. the camera skin? It, the camera. It called for it. Oh. How my about God. that, Dak Prescott? How about Zeke, how about that, Amari?
0: Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. We're going to be talking about them boys as they improve to 3-1, and one, defeating the Carolina Panthers yesterday. We're going to go all around the league and have a lot of conversations. Uh, recording on this Monday evening, we're getting ready for Monday Night Football. We have the upstart Los Angeles Chargers with the young Justin Herbert. Taking on um, a veteran team out there in um, Las Vegas uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders with John Gruden and uh, Derek Carr. So looking forward to that matchup in the AFC West. Should be a really good one. Probably a home game for the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders are from L.A., from Oakland, and now they're out in Los Angeles tonight. So... Anyways, looking forward uh, to seeing that game, all right? So, um, we're going to switch it up a tad bit. We will call in Black, but we're going to call him in a little later. Uh, we're going to call in our uh, Jaguar NFL football correspondent, Rashad Robinson. Mr. mood them chains to kick off the show. But before I give Rashad a call, man, you know, man, hate to open up the show like this, but, you know, here at the Sports Test, we cover sports. Uh, We cover what's going on in the media, um, all the breaking stories, and gotta say, man, you know, you're on Twitter on Saturday night, man, and you're enjoying the college football festivities, and be sure to listen to episode 143, by the way, where we talk a lot of college football that took place this past weekend, and you're strolling on Twitter, and man, you look at the story, and you see this thing about Urban Meyer as some type of club, after he said uh dealing with a devastating uh, uh heartbreaking loss uh to the uh Cincinnati Bengals on this past Thursday night. And you see this video and you just say, Man, that video looked Photoshop, but oh no. <laughs> oh no, it is not Photoshop. It is indeed Urban Meyer in the club atmosphere with a young lady. Uh doing her best to entertain Mr. Meyer and Mr. Meyer obliged uh, very clearly in the video. So speculation is running rampant. Uh, a lot of thoughts and comments are running rampant. And me personally, me personally, I really don't care what Urban Meyer does in his personal life. That's his life. He does with it what he pleases. But when you're the leader of an organization that has been a complete dumpster fire for most of exit for most of its existence. I got a problem with that. When you got a guy who's preaching honor and fight and, you know, prestige and trying to make Jacksonville a, uh, a destination, so to speak for future players to want to come and play here. Uh, urban Meyer, you know, presumably, you know, going to be the leader of, uh, this movement uh, of getting Jacksonville to relevancy. Um, when you see what Mr. Meyer is engaging in with camera phones and people being all up in his business and then it makes the worldwide. Well, now we got a problem. I mean, he looked like a straight sucker in this video, man. He like a sucker, man. My my man, like he had on a fisherman's polo, some decked out Boy Scout of America khaki shorts that are clearly at the thigh level. My dog had on some ASIC running shoes and some champion brand all white ankle socks, man. I mean, my dog was in there looking, first of all, pathetic. And then he's engaging in activities where there's cell phone usage, gathering what he's doing, and putting it out to the media. The young lady who was entertaining, Mr. Meyer, came out today and threw out another video making mockery of what he was doing. Again, I don't care about Urban Meyer's personal life. I don't care. And that's why we're going to start off the show by calling our Jacksonville Jaguar correspondent, Mr. Rashad Robinson, Mr. Move Them Chains, because... I wanna hear Rashad's take. He's been talking on Twitter. Let's get him online.
1: D, hey, what's up, bro? What's going on, man? You alright? I'm uh I'm doing pretty good. I don't know if you can hear my daughter screaming in the background, but Oh, it's
0: all good, man. We all <laughs> got kids. Um,
1: yeah, man. I, well, you, you'll know what that sound like in a little bit. <laughs> for sure, man. So we, it, it's
0: all good. It's all good. Yes, so sir. yeah, man. Um, I'm glad um everything is well. So we're opening up the sports. as we just kicked off. We're five minutes in. We're gonna call Black in after we speak to you. We're here doing our weekly NFL uh uh wrap up and review of the of uh, the current week, which is week four. But Rashad, we're gonna start on another note, man. And I opened up the show kind of you know setting you up for this Urban Meyer. Uh, video slash scandal slash just ugliness, uh, that the leader of this organization and the man that is supposed to be bringing us to some type of relevancy is engaging in activities that are going public. So I've kind of set up the situation, man, but I'm going to directly ask you the questions, man. I would love to hear your insight and hear your take, hear your takes on just where you are mentally right now with urban Myers antics, And how does it have you feeling being one of the biggest Jaguar fans I've ever known? So, Rashad, I'm going to kick it off to you, man. Urban Meyer was involved uh, hanging out and chilling after a, uh, quote, unquote, by his words, devastating and heartbreaking loss to the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday night. And uh, it appears that he was engaging in a great time. He had some entertainment all (laughs) around him. And uh, this entertainment has literally made it to the world wide web. And now we're here instead of pre- preparing for Tennessee, I believe, who the Jaguars have this Sunday. Right. Now we're talking about this man and what he got going on when he decides to step out to the club in a fisherman's polo, some Boy Scout of America khaki shorts, <laughs> some ASIC running shoes and some champion brand ankle socks. Well, <laughs> Rashad, talk well, to me, well, man. How you, you feeling? Is,
1: uh, when you uh when you are urban and you are rich, you can dress like that and get whoever you want. Sure, so, absolutely. My, absolutely. My boy's just like shoot, I'm thugging it. But uh when I first seen it, uh just to kind of set the scene for you, sure. The Gators are getting they behind whooped. And as I got about four different Gator fans texting me, panicking, <laughs> all of a sudden, and you've seen this D sure all of a sudden in the middle of this crap comes a text in the group message. And I just so happened to click on it. And as soon as I seen what looked to be like Urban Meyer, yes. I was like, it's no way I'm clicking off this. I'm finished watching this game. I'm not even going deal with this. This is, this is egregious. This is somebody who's dressed like Urban. <laughs> so then during the commercial break, I go back to it, and of mm. course you go to the comments. Sure. See what everybody's talking about. The first comment I see, just in case you don't think it's him, here's a picture of him. <laughs> I said, <send it. laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. When I was,
1: when I was sick uh, after the first week, right? Um, I literally didn't have a voice. I couldn't call in or nothing. But when, when Urban first got the job, of course everybody's excited, right? Yeah. And then you have him hiring the Chris Dole dude, and then you're like, okay, whatever. I mean, man trying to get him a job. If he's good at his job, whatever, the locker room will fix that if he, if he is racist. All right. Then you have the thing where he, uh, where he gets fined by the league for being too aggressive and all that crap. All right, he's just trying to change the culture. Then he does this crap with song and dance with Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence. I'm just like, all right, Urban, like what my biggest thing was as long as we beat the Houston Texans in week one, yes. I really do not care what has happened previous to that. Right. Then week one happened. It did. And I got mad. <laughs> just because All of it, just, none of it was smooth. It was like, it was always, and and I I think a lot of this is because people just don't like Urban. So they go pile on it a million times more, which that's the part that I got, which is why I was like, all right, I don't care. As long as we win in week one. (laughs) But what has happened is we've come to learn that this team isn't talented. No. Um. And it's making it more difficult for him to coach, and they're getting better and better each week. I will give him that, but we can't have this kind of crap. Yes, with it being Urban. No, we can't. If it was any other coach, this wouldn't even be blowing out of proportion like this. Because if I'm being honest, that's between Urban and his wife. Sure. I really don't care what Urban does. Sure. Who he with? He could have been called with an escort. He could have been in the strip club. That's between him and his wife. I am not the moral police. But I am a Jaguar fan, and I get tired of my team being introduced for foolishness. Yes. Due to people not liking Urban. On top of that, I've lost 19 straight. I am not doing well. No. So, when it comes to that, the mo- the morality of it, nobody cares. I'm not in Urban's family. He's just a part of my family because he's my head coach. <laughs> but... We just have to get this crap like we got to start winning.
0: But what what does this do despite the 19 losses straight? What does this do being 0-3? What does this do when this franchise is still not in the position to pull itself from the depths of the dark, ugly Atlantic Ocean? What does this do when you see the leader of this organization who's trying to bring this team back to relevancy doing things like this? Is this not
1: flat-out stupid, Rashad? It's stupid, but I don't want to overblow it because uh, I'll put it this way. Uh, If you would have been able to follow them cowboy teams that was winning championships with cameras... Of course. Oh, boy. Of course. You would have seen a lot worse than... Sure. A woman trying to grind on the coach. Sure. This is just somebody who officially I hate. This is somebody who decided to record this man at his own restaurant yeah. at a birthday party and just straight violate him. That's the first thing. You yeah. don't record people without them knowing it. That's the first thing. For sure. But at the same time, Urban has to understand that that's his position.
0: Exactly, Rashad. He's
1: got to understand that. And I'm going to tell you this right here. As the hit, what I seen wasn't bad. It was stupid. You can clearly see Urban is like, all right, this chick is drunk. I don't want to put my hands on her because then something could go wrong. I'm just going to put my hand in front of me so she can't be grinding all on me. And hopefully she'll go away. That's right. kind of the attitude that it looked like he was having. Which, <laughs> I get it. But somebody in your camp, somebody, hey, um, excuse me, young lady. Correct. Um, what are you doing? Correct. Uh, you need to go this way. Or if you're just urban, just simply say, excuse me, sweetheart. And get up and walk away. Like, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like he was kind of, I don't know if you've ever been caught in a situation where you kind of shot like, Is this really happening? All right. um, Cool. He didn't know he was being recorded. I'm sure if he knew he was being recorded, he would have you know, excused himself. No. It's kind of like he was like, the young lady's drunk. Just let her do whatever she's doing, and hopefully she go away. But it looks bad, and it looks even worse when you just lost a football game. Yes. And then you stay in Ohio, which, of course, we understand. That's your restaurant. You want to see your people. You got 10 days off. I'll relax and uh, excuse me, unwind for a little bit. And then I'll go back. But uh, just cut the crap. I'll tell you this right here. If we was three and one, I can guarantee this wouldn't even be a story. No. Like it will just be like Urban Crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? Like he done, he doesn't, he he doesn't started off three and one. He feeling himself. You know what I'm saying? It will be that. But now it's like another thing.
0: Another like this is thing,
1: another thing that's where I'm at. And
0: that's where yeah, I'm at. It's,
1: it's, it's, it's another thing. What I will say is this: um, in the beginning of the season, minus, minus the Houston Texans, I just really feel like they were just totally unprepared. I don't know what the heck that crap was in week one. The other three weeks, they have played some of the best teams in the NFL, yeah, they which is have. Crazy. And we, we we and we never would have thought that. No. Kind of had an idea that you know Arizona would be pretty good, but that's the best game they played.
0: They played very well.
1: So I, I I think that if you ask me if I if I if I step back from all the foolishness and I just look and I look at the roster and I look at the way he's coached this team and how and how they've progressed each week with one of the youngest teams in the league and really one of the least talented teams in the league. Right. You can say he's really doing a hell of a job coaching. Like right. really. Especially considering the fact that the last 3 people that we played have a combined one loss. Correct. So um I just I I, I think that uh it's just bad optics, man. You don't want bad optics when you're on a 19 game losing streak. It's it's not fair to put the 19-game losing streak on him, but we're here. Yeah, it's not I mean, of
0: course, you can't not, do that.
1: It's not fair to put on him that in the last 10 years.
0: Well, my man done blew out his phone he was about to get off.
1: <laughs> my man
0: blew out his phone. We're going to try to get Rashard back, man. Like he uh had something go down with his phone, but... You know, Rashad was <laughs> getting ready to absolutely uh, get off. Um, let's try to get Rashad back in here because, uh, man, I really wish he would have been able to pick that up. But, um, I mean, Rashad was hitting some very, very valid points about Urban Meyer. Uh, undoubtedly.
2: has been forwarded to an automated voice
0: message maybe my man's phone died i'm not really sure but we'll try to get Rashad back in here so um you know listen uh what do you say i mean it's it's a joke um urban's got to be more aware i hear everything Rashard was saying but he just got to be better aware like i just said personally i really don't care what he's doing Is his uh, uh, personal time, um, you know, like Richard said, that's, you know, that's on his, you know, that's between him and his family and all that. Cool. That's the last time I'm going to really say that. But as far as being a leader of an organization that's been in the dumps of the Atlantic Ocean for the past 20 years. I mean, <laughs> we, we don't need this. You know, we need all positive everything all systems go on the positive side and um you know it it, it's it's troubling man because now you go you know into a division game you know that they're going to be talking about this you you know this is going to be a headline the team is going to be hearing about this i'm pretty sure some of the team may be even asked about this now if they're in their right mind they'll definitely you know go away uh, from this question and, and just strictly talk about football. But I hope this is the only blunder for Urban Meyer. And, and frankly, how ironic this is the first blunder that I've seen that you know he's done um in the public eye. I don't remember anything at Utah, Bowling Green, Florida, uh Ohio State. I don't remember anything. Love we got Rashad calling back in. Rashad, you back?
1: You back? I'm back. I just want to let every listener know if you ever move in the Oakley's area, <laughs> do yourself a favor. Don't. <laughs> Sign just Richard don't, Robinson. D- dog, just just don't, man. Like I I we we filled out the census last year. Hopefully it lets <laughs> everybody in the whole in 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 the city hall of Jacksonville let them know that the whole entire city has moved to Oak
0: Leaf and we need more towers. Ten four. 4 But I so, was I want to transition. Go ahead, go ahead. I wanted to transition you, you know, just like where you were heading. So I do have two more questions uh for you. So as you said, you know, the Jaguars have been improving week to week. Um they played solid against uh Arizona. They they put up a hell of a fight Thursday night against Cincinnati. You're starting to see Trevor look a little bit comfortable in the offense. Um, You're starting to see him kind of just look like he's learning as he's in this part of the season. You lose DJ Shark. That's a big blow. Obviously, that's a target uh, for Trevor Lawrence. But outside of that, as the Jaguars press forward, getting ready to play Tennessee into this divisional uh, rivalry this coming up weekend, you know, where are you at, Rashad? Realistically, how the Jaguars um, go into this game. Um, and furthermore, for the second, well, I guess it's the first question. The second question is, what do you see them doing going into Tennessee? And what are your thoughts on the Cincinnati game just overall?
1: Uh, I actually, had, before the season, <laughs> I had my dog, when he went to Vegas, I said, do me a favor, take this right here and put it on the Jaguars and went into the division. Woo! Because I knew that the, that the division, it wasn't so much of who we were. I just knew what my division was going to be. And yeah. I've been right. It's the worst division in football. It's not even close. Correct. This is how bad the division is. If the Jaguars win the game Sunday, they are one game out from top of the division. That is That's correct. That's how bad the division is.
0: That is correct. If you look...
1: Over the last 3 weeks,
2: we're really the
1: only team that's really been improving week to week. I don't count that mess that uh that that the Colts did yesterday. They played a banged up uh Miami team and they've been playing bad all year too.
0: They have.
1: So they, so, so it, it whatever. I'm not saying that the Jaguars are going to win the division. What I'm telling you is 7 games might win this division.
0: Wow. You I'm cute. with you
1: like I'm serious. No, I'm with you. So so you got 5 games left left in your division against the worst division in football. Tennessee might have the, no, they don't might. They have the worst offensive line in football. And it's just like what I told everybody when they when they got uh when they got <laughs> Julio. I said, "Listen, this is going to affect team chemistry because their game is Derrick Henry And they're going to try to do something that they don't need to do with Tannehill. That's what's been happening. The only reason why they have won a game this year is because I don't know what the hell Seattle was doing in the second half of that game. But in the first half of that game, we all turned the channel because we thought it was over.
0: Absolutely. Stunned that they beat Seattle.
1: So understand what I'm saying. It's not about the Jaguars. It's about how terrible this division is. Of course. So I don't think we're going to win the division. I think it would be asinine for me to say we can win the division. Okay. But I also as equally would say it would be asinine for me to say we can't because it's terrible. So this is what this is this week. If we win Sunday, you got something. If you don't win Sunday – you need to lose as many games as you can because it's is because the rest of the season for me will be all about developing Trevor and getting talent. That's just the bottom line for me. I'm literally it's cut and dry for me. If you win Sunday, if you find I don't care if you win by one point, if you win Sunday, you can win this division. Yeah, if you don't win Sunday, you don't need to be trying to win games. You need to be trying to develop your quarterback. You need to be trying to get faster receivers. You need to be trying to get competent linebackers. And please trade Miles Jack. That's another subject for another day. Wow, ten four. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's the way they played. The way they played uh, Thursday. Um, that was a really good game in the first half, man. It was. It was a really good game from the defense in the first half. Yes. I think what happens is your defensive coordinator can't really run his defense the way he wants because the team isn't talented enough. So he kind of had, I think both of them have scripts, right? I think both of them kind of anticipate what the teams do. Because if you look, the last three games in the first half of those games is when they played the best. And then adjustments are made. And now it's about talent. So I, I think what's happening is I think I think that uh, talent issues are showing in the second half because even if you try to make the adjustments, once they see what you're doing, now they know you're not talented enough to do anything about
0: it. Well, well, just to kind of interject real quick on, on that note, I mean, I you know, just like you, I watched the Cincinnati game and I really thought, you know, we had some play calling uh, issues. That kind of helped participate in the Jaguars losing this lead. Um, And I think some of the play calling, you know, when the Jaguars had the lead turned a little bit safe. Um, I'm not mad that they went forward on fourth and goal on the one. I'm not mad at that. You're going for the win. I'm mad at the play call. Huh?
1: I said I'm mad at the play call.
0: Well, I understand that. But I'm I'm with you on that. But I'm not not mad at the attempt to try to put more pressure and put their foot on their neck. No. You know, but, but I felt like in the second half, a lot of the play calling got watered down. I kind of felt like Jacksonville was aggressive in the first half with the play calling. They were aggressive, and they was able to hit on some 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 nice plays that kind of opened up things in their offense. And I just kind of think that, you know, the Jaguars' uh, offensive coordinator, Urban Meyer, decided to kind of dial it down a bit and try to get out of Cincinnati with a win, and that was a mistake. How do you feel about that?
1: Um, They had one drive where they had a really good drive, and they scored. The other drive that they were going to score on, they ended up getting behind the chains. They were driving the ball, they got behind the chains, and ended up punting. Right. If you, if you if you kick a field goal in that now, now it's a tied game. They, I think they only had four possessions in the second half because you couldn't get off the field. Correct. I, I I think they only had like I'm I'm pretty sure they only had four possessions in the second half. So you had one possession where you should have scored that you that you got a setback on. One possession you didn't score and two that you didn't, that you did score and two that you didn't. I, I, so I I feel you on, the, on, the, on the, the play calling being bad. I wasn't able to go back and watch it. I was super drunk during the game. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go back and watch it. Gotcha. I honestly could not tell you what happened in the second half of that game. But it looks like it looked like the talent disparity, um, was have to be, and it, and that's it, clear. It, 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 it looked like okay, we got you. We know what you're doing now, and I don't think that that was necessarily on defense, but it definitely was on offense because you, everybody has heard the video by now with Joe Burrow saying, "Hey man, put me in empty. I got this." Yeah. you know what yeah. I'm saying. And and guess what that means. You don't have the talent to stop me when I'm in empty. Sure. You're not getting no pressure on me. Sure. My receivers are better than your corners. My running backs can catch the ball. Your linebackers don't know what they're doing. I can I can literally take my tight end on every single play and run a drag. And Miles Jack is gonna say, Oh, uh, oh shoot, there he is. Please get him out of Jacksonville. But <laughs> um <laughs> that that's that's the kind of crap and it happens. Over and over and over again. And um, the one thing I'll say is nobody can run the ball on Jacksonville. Nobody has ran the ball on Jacksonville. We're going to see about that this weekend. Yes, we are. See if that holds up. I think they are third in the league in yards per attempt. Um, So you got a team that's not even that talented that you can't run the ball on. But that back half is awful, and your linebackers that I really thought was going to play well, all of them are awful, every <laughs> single one of them. So now you okay? So now you're going to have it where all quarterbacks pretty much go to empty until Josh Allen proves that he can get off of blocks and make and make plays. So now what do you do about that? Which yeah. I mean, if a quarterback they can't go empty all game, but you understand what I'm saying? Correct. have seen um, that.
0: Yeah, and and, and you know. It's it's just one of those things where, you know, unfortunately, you know, we're going to be week to week with this thing. You know, right. I feel I feel the Jaguars are slowly but surely getting better. I'm still optimistic of them showing improvement just in the play. And I know Jacksonville Jaguar fans and supporters are very, very impatient, and they should be. I mean, you haven't won a game in almost a year and a half of football life, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a tough situation to be in, and you're feeling it around this city. But I just think, man, I, I'm riding with what Urban said back in week two, have some patience, roll with us. And uh, I just kind of think this thing is starting to improve and improve. And I really think next season, because, listen, I think they got to finish this season strong, whatever that may be. And going into the next season, they got to be able to build on something. I don't think they can go into the offseason going 2-16 and 16 or 2-15 and 15 or whatever. I just, I just don't think they can afford to do that unless they bust the market wide open in free agency. And, you know, we'll have to see exactly, you know, what shakes out there. But, you know, Rashad, I definitely wanted to get your sentiments and your, and your thoughts and everything that transpired transpired with Urban and how you thought they looked against uh, Cincinnati and what you presumed that they could possibly look uh, against Tennessee. So, Rashad, we're going to get you out of here. And uh, do you have anything else that you would like to get off of your chest before we get black in here?
1: I got one more thing to say. Yes, um, sir. The Jaguars need to trade for Michael Thomas. It won't cost much.
0: It will uh, not cost much.
1: It won't, it won't cost much. You've lost your number one receiver. If you do not trade for a number one receiver, you are affecting Trevor's development. Uh you have the money to trade for Michael Thomas. I would trade for him. Urban knows him. Make the call. If you have to trade Miles Jack for uh for Michael Thomas, please do it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I agree with you. I think I I just think that Michael Thomas's run in New Orleans is over. Him and Sean Payton right. are not clicking. And uh right. I think Sean Payton would not charge Urban Meyer that much money to get Michael type Th- Michael Thomas in, in Jacksonville. So I'm with you on that.
1: No, so I, that, that's that's all I want. I mean, I, and and honestly, I felt like after DJ Chark went down, I felt like that was going to be the call that should have been made. Yeah, he comes off of IR, I think, in week six. Yeah. we're almost we're almost here. Well, you as, know, as, as, after <laughs> London, you you can you can get him on the team.
0: Well, you know why the call wasn't made
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> i don't see nothing wrong <laughs> that's why
0: the call wasn't made my boy right <laughs> <laughs> all right oh, Rashad. well we definitely right, i definitely appreciate you you know chopping it up with us we'll we look to have you in studio very very shortly and uh yes, kind of wrap this thing up and again we're glad you're feeling better out there and we'll be talking to you soon man all right man yes sir yo yo all right, man, so that was move them chains, all right? Mr. Rashad Robinson giving a passionate... Uh electrifying take on where the Jaguars are and everything that went around this urban Meyer debacle that's going on. Hopefully the Jaguars can continue to improve as we had into head into this Sunday, welcoming the Tennessee. Well, yeah, I think the Tennessee Titans come here. So uh welcoming the Tennessee Titans here to Jacksonville. Let me double-check that. Um, I don't know if they're going on the road or not. Yes, the Tennessee Titans come here. The Miami Dolphins, I think that's a London game. So, yeah, this is the last home game for the Jags until November the 7th, all right? So, we're getting ready to get ready to jump into the rest of the league. We're going to go ahead and uh, get Black in here on the phone so we can discuss all of these fantastic things that took place uh, in week four of the NFL. New sports Desk. All right, so let's go ahead and get Black on the phone. And let's go ahead and chop it up, man. So, again, this is the weekend wrap up review of week four of the NFL. You're now rocking with the sports desk.
2: Hello, Hello. what's up, man? What's going on with you, sir? nothing too much man how's it just going chilling. for you today going pretty good my boy going pretty good just uh dealing with your
0: godsons, but all's well my boy <laughs> 10-4 man shout out to the family for real shout out to the family for real all right black man we're gonna get into it now uh the first 30 minutes of this show man we were on the phone and we were getting ear earful from mr Moodham chains now, Black, oh, man. when you go back and hear the show, man, you're going to be very well informed about the passion that Mr. Moodham Changer, Charles Robinson, was blessing us with at the sports desk, my boy.
2: Man, old oh, man.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Black. We had a very, very busy week. Week four of the NFL season. Right now, we're recording Monday night. Seven. It's around seven thirty-ish. Monday night football is getting ready to take place. You got the Los Angeles Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders, and a you know potentially very great game that we're going to get tonight. Real quick, Black. Who you think is going to win this game? The Los Angeles Chargers or the Las Vegas Raiders? AFC West is really, really
2: good. What you got tonight, Black? Well, I'm gonna say this first. I know you kind of conflicted with it because you kind of like both of these teams, though. I do, I do. <laughs> but I love Herbert, though, and I'm going with the Chargers. Oh wow! Okay. I'm going with
0: the Chargers because I love Herbert.
2: Man, you speaking highly of those Las Vegas Raiders, though, man. I, I love the Raiders,
0: man. I love what they're doing, but man, you know Herbert, my boy, now.
2: Yeah, man. Hey, uh, I believe it's gonna be a real good game tonight. Um, beforehand be- Beforehand, I I will probably pick. I would probably pick the Chargers in this game, but uh the Raiders got got Josh Jacobs back tonight, so they, you know, they get some of uh, their offense on the offensive side of the ball uh back.
0: Yeah. It's
2: going to be a really tight game tonight. Uh I, I really think we in for a treat tonight, especially with this being uh the Chargers like first Monday night game in the new arena. Yeah. So I'm I'm expecting it to be a crazy crowd, but D'Amuro with the Raiders. Okay. Okay. Road with the Raiders, I think I think they stay clean. I don't think they lose. I don't think they lose a game. I mean, lose this game. I think with the presence of Josh Jason, Josh Jacobs being back, I think that's going to help them get over the top. And just I don't think I don't I don't believe the Chargers' defense got no answer for Dan uh for Walla man at tight okay. end. They, All right. So they him up everywhere. So I like what the Raiders doing, man. And we've been seeing some of the best football for them and. Um, Derek, Derek Carr, uh Derek Carr ain't, ain't playing no games, man. That's the reason why he at the top in passing yards in the league, man. So okay, I'm excited. All right. I, think, I think the Raiders going to show up and show out.
0: Well, by the time most of our listeners hear this, this game will be over. So we'll find out who had the right pick. I went with the Chargers, you going with the Raiders. So uh, by the time my listeners hear this, man, we'll see what we got going on there. But just looking for a great game overall. All right, Black, let's head out to Foxborough, baby. Let's head out to New England, where the most anticipated football game of all time took place last night. Tom Brady, 20 years in New England, six Super Bowls, literally the greatest of all time. He went back to his home, his old stomping grounds, out there in Foxborough uh, and out there with the New England Patriots. Very surreal atmosphere, very emotional atmosphere. And you know what, Black? The one thing that I forgot to take into consideration as we were talking last week when me and you both predict the Bucks to really get busy on the Patriots, I totally overlooked the emotion of this game. I totally overlooked it. If this was no emotion tied to Brady and the uh, Patriots, the Bucs would have beat these boys considerably. But only one man in the entire world Knew what it felt like to be Tom Brady last night, and it was Tom Brady. Can you imagine, Black, the heaviness of being back in that stadium? The memories, the 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 the, the people who he's seen every single day for 20 years, Black. Mm-hmm. 20 years. Coach Belichick, who's who I look, we know him and Coach Belichick has had a nasty game of monopoly over the past couple of years, but I gotta think Tom Brady views this man of somewhat of a father figure as all the time that he spent with him out there in Foxborough. So I'm not surprised that the outcome of this game was what it was. Now I am surprised is that how well Bill Belichick really had a game plan figuring out Brady. Tom Brady didn't have a touchdown (laughs) at all in this game. He threw the ball 43 times for 269 But he did not have a touchdown. He could have had one, but A.B. dropped one in the end zone. It was a tough catch, but he dropped one. So, Black, with the Bucs winning this game 19-17, all the emotion. Tom Brady breaking the passing record of all time last night. Drew Brees' former record. Black, what are your thoughts just about the moment last night of experience, this high-emotion game?
2: Man, it it was just wild watching it, D. Like... Like you say, it was full. That game was fully emotion. Uh, I think Rashad said something. I said, "Man, Rashad said something on Twitter." Uh, uh, he said, "Man, they treating this game like it's the Super Bowl." Like, but that's exactly how it, it felt like. <laughs> it felt like he was getting ready for to watch a Super Bowl or something. Man, with his return in New England, and to see the way that the reaction was to him, it went from from cheering. You you went to hear them call Brady's name, and then once the uh, the um they the team's getting ready to come out the locker rooms from from the tunnel, you start hearing the boos. So it was a lot of ups and downs in this game, man. And for me, man, it was very exciting to watch, man. I was like, dang, it's crazy. Like I don't really think how people realize, you know, what Brady has done over twenty years when he was in New England, and now. Literally, bro, he's literally beaten every team in the NFL, every single team in the NFL. Yep. yep. And you know, you sit back and think about that, man. With him and his time at New England, man, it's really we've, been, we've really been treated, man, to be able to see Tom Brady perform at the highest level, man, and uh, you know put the clamps on, you know him being the goat and you know do what he do best, do do doing what he does best, and that's win championships, but very very man very emotional highs lows you know in the build up to that game it was it was something to watch d like i was trying to watch <laughs> i was trying to watch i was like damn i can only imagine what tom brady feeling right now yeah i was the same That's way he had he had but you could tell it in the game because it seemed like brady was kind of he was he was antsy coming out you know he was doing he was he was a lot of overthrows and i know the weather wasn't the best i knew the weather wasn't the best but he just seemed kind of antsy kind of like you know man it's really a lot going on I, that moment was the moment was really bigger than what i thought it was gonna be yeah So you know, seeing it on tv and seeing how everything played out it was it was a big deal man i was uh, i was excited to be sitting there watching that
0: yeah I agree with you, man. Um, well said by you, man. But um, you know, the game was—you know—the game was. <laughs> it felt like the game took a long time to be done with. Honestly, I mean, it was so much going on—the different clips, the interviews, everything. It was so much going on, and you know, as the Bucks won the game, it really wasn't a—it wasn't an impressive football game by either team. But everybody was waiting for the end of this game. We were waiting to see if Belichick. And Tom Brady would embrace and have a moment, and they did. They did have a moment, and I can't lie; I was happy to see that. I know Bill Belichick is the ultimate gangs, you know, man, and he, you know, he, he, he has a great, <laughs> he has a great mood about himself, and he's gonna go about things a certain type of way that you're gonna be like, "What the hell, Bill Belichick got going on?" But yeah. you could tell that Tom Brady, it was weighing on him, because I'm sure that Brady. Didn't know what was going to happen when him and Bill Belichick met midfield. And I was glad to see that they had that embrace. And then they reported after the game that they met back in the Bucks locker room for about half an hour and had a conversation between just the two of them. So I was glad that that took place. I mean, you got to think at some point after. the... Tom Brady retires or Bill Belichick retires, that that relationship, you know, they'll have conversations to try to mend what happened in the last two to three years in New, New England because it was widely reported that Bill Belichick wanted to move on from Tom Brady. He wanted Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo to be the quarterback. And Tom Brady said, no sir, I'm going upstairs. And he went up to Robert Kraft, and Robert Kraft has only intervened one time with the Bill Belichick football decision, and that was to keep Tom Brady to keep Tom Brady in New England for another two years. So, um, how did you feel about hearing everything after the game, Black? You know, Belichick and Tom talking after the game. What did you think about the embrace uh, of Brady and Belichick? And it looked like your boy, uh, what's your boy, the offensive coordinator from uh, Josh McDaniels? looked like he was about to start crying, man, the way he was hugging Tom Brady (laughs) at the end of the game. My dog was like, I miss
2: you, Tom. I miss you. (laughs) I know know he do miss Tom, man, because... Tom is a lot of the reason, man. He is where he at. You know what I'm yeah, saying, so, yeah. Man, like th- just to see that, and like you said, D, a lot of people were just waiting on that moment. People, if mean, people could have uh, skipped by the game and went straight to that moment, they probably would have did it. Yeah. But all the news and all the build up of how the past couple of years was in New England, people wanted to see how it was. But what do we really expect? Did we expect? Did we expect it to be some animosity or it looked bad on TV? No, man. That's at the end of the day. That's a the uh, New England Patriots is a class organization. Bill Belichick is a class guy, and Tom Brady is a class guy. So it's not going to be. I don't. It, I didn't. I wasn't expecting it to be nothing less than what we saw on TV. You know, it's nothing more than what we saw on TV. So, you know, the embrace and everything that was. For me that was I was expecting that. I was expecting them to embrace, you know, 20 years, bro. 20 years. 20 years. That's like me and you, we've been friends for 30 years, bro. You know, that's like if we going through something, we going to find a way to get through that and it's all love again. You know what I'm saying? Cuz we've been through so much. Yeah. You no, know, so it's the same way with them, man. They've been through so much. One one multiple championships. I mean, like, come on, man. Like but people to expect it was gonna be something more than what we saw. No, nah, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that. But man, it was good to see Tom Brady back and then even Tom Brady words, man, him saying like, you know, this ain't the last time uh New England gonna see me. I'll be back here, I'll be back in that, you know, for some for games when he retire. He gonna be doing something with New England and I could believe that. I could believe it. Like I could I could when he's away from the game, whenever he does play for some reason he going to end up in New England when he, and with him saying that you could believe it. So it was definitely, definitely, you know, a treat to see him and uh, Brady. I mean, see him and coach Belichick, you know, uh, embrace and um, put everything they had behind them and what was going on with them. But man, I really enjoyed seeing it, man. It was, it was different to watch, man. Cause I guess it really don't hit you that he ain't in New England no more, man. But to see that happening, then you'd be like, dang, like, It's crazy, but yeah, man, definitely uh, a big, big moment, you know, seeing him and Belichick, you know, embracing, you know, have a conversation post-game, you know, after, after, you know, everything went down.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think last night it kind of hit everybody, honestly. I think last night everybody was like, wow, Tom Brady's in Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts, wearing another team's jersey. And... You saw all the many, many video clips, but when he ran on that field in that Bucs uniform, I think it kind of settled in for real, for real. Like, wow! Like, how is it possible that this man is not going to retire a Patriot? How is that even possible? But he's in Tampa now, and he's been there one year, and he's already got a Super Bowl ring. Checkmate, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right, my boy, we gonna go ahead. Go. What you say?
2: No, nah, no, nah, I was just agreeing
0: with you. Yeah. All right, man, so we're going to go ahead and get rolling, man. We got quite a few games we're going to kind of roll through. Um, Like I said, we're recording on this Monday evening. get ready for this Monday night football game. But, man, let's go ahead and go out to Texas, man. <laughs> let's go ahead and go out to Texas, man. I here with them yeah. Cowboys get out now, you feel me? So we got the Carolina Panthers came out with their undefeated record, <laughs> and they ain't undefeated no more. Dallas Cowboys, 36-28. Well-balanced game for the Cowboys. I love what my team is doing. Dak with another four touchdowns. Zeke looked like Zeke yesterday 20 carries 143 yards 7.2 per carry and a tub he had a big burst of 47 yards yesterday that was his longest run of the day Tony Pollard coming in switching up the gears giving it a change of pace offensive line played well the receivers was clicking and it looks like we got another emerging wide receiver showing up for the Dallas Cowboys and Mr. Wilson this kid is good he's youthful He's quick on the hitch, wearing that sweet number one at that for the Cowboys. I said, my God, are we developing another weapon during the season? We wow. still got Micah Gallup out. Both my tight ends are doing well. Dalton Schultz and Blake Garwin. This thing is really, really, really looking nice in Dallas. But that wasn't the main story, uh, Black. Black. The main star was his defense, man, led by Trayvon Diggs, with another two interceptions yesterday, and Micah Parsons, who's absolutely wrecking shop with two sacks yesterday. Black, am I
2: tripping, or are my Cowboys really good? Yeah, man, they looking, they looking really, really good to, to start the season off, man. And I, I, I really think a lot of Cowboy fans, if they haven't already, they need to be apologizing to some people, man. Like they need to apologize. <laughs> Like the Cowboys are well, well coached. Uh McCarthy is doing a way better job than what he did last year. And then, man, just just this talent that Dallas has on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side is paying dividends now, man. And and I don't know if we ever seen I don't even I don't even think we ever seen or expected Dak. Coming back from that gruesome injury, man, to look this comfortable and this sharp.
0: Yeah, man. You no,
2: know, at this point in the season, man, like what he's doing, man, is remarkable. Man, it's a blessing to see him even playing at this high level like that after that gruesome injury. Like yeah, that. man. And man, I'm just excited for Cowboy fans, man. I, I, I I'm, I'm, not a Cowboy fan, but I support because look, my, my brother, you a Cowboy fan? My both of my fathers are Cowboy fans, so yeah. you know I support the Cowboys. So. Um, to see them doing well, man, it's it like the cow. It's 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 it reminds you like who the Cowboys is. Not seeing them back where they belong, winning football games. Yep. you know we know they got some tough games ahead. Sure, and but but most definitely, man. So impressed with the Cowboys. You know, thus far, man, what's going on in the season? You know, we said you said it yesterday. We was talking. We was talking yesterday. Uh. Trayvon Diggs run well, for defensive player of the year, man. Yeah. If he up, you gotta you gotta think about the kid, man. You gotta think about him. Like coming, coming out of Alabama and get drafted in the second round by the Cowboys and to be playing at the highest level, one of the top cornerbacks so far in this season, that's a big deal, man. This this, this dude is playing lights out. And I'm talking about he doing this against the best receivers. If y'all yes. hadn't seen post of what he's done so far against the top receivers on that team, people may want to go take a look at that man. Yeah, they, it's 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 wild. Like I think uh, Keenan Allen, he held him to 99 yards with a pick. Uh, Devontae Smith, he totally locked Devontae Smith down. Mike Evans, he held Mike Evans to 66 yards in a pick. Yeah, I'm like, this he, he just doing his thing, man, and I think it's gonna continue. But man. Cat uh The Dallas Cowboys look like a well-oiled machine. And I'm looking forward to
0: see what they do moving forward, D. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I just think right now, the season, and, and, you know, you get that same old, same old. Oh, you know, they're going to mess it up. I don't want to hear all that. This team looks different. We got some young studs on defense. We got an elite quarterback playing at an elite level on the offensive side of the ball. We're running the ball well. We can really throw it around with the best of them in this league. We're going to be able to score. And we look like we're going to be able to get stops. And we look like we're going to be taking away the ball. So that's a perfect re- recipe to make a deep run uh, 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 this season. You know, I just hope everybody can stay healthy. And we'll see what happens, man. So shout out to my Cowboys improving the 3-1 and one as they get ready to welcome uh, the New York football Giants uh, next Sunday at 425 on Fox. All right, Black, let's head out to Los Angeles. And, man, look at here, them birds, man. them birds man them Arizona Cardinals led by Cliffy Cliff led by Cliffy Cliff man listen man Kyler Murray and the gang out there they came to play yesterday defeating the Los Angeles Rams 37 to 20 giving their Rams their first loss of the season and the Cardinals remain undefeated and, Black, let's just kick it off with this man here, Kyler Murray. Is this man not right there or, if not, above Derek Carr for the MVP of
2: this league? Oh, man. I, <laughs> whoo, the way him and Derek Carr playing, I got to – me personally, I got to say they neck and neck. But, man, seeing Kyler Murray, man, it's like the game to slow down for him, D. And, and we've seen this man all through college, man. And yep. To see the game slow down in the NFL for him it's scary. It's scary to see his career, man. They literally call, they literally call Kyler Murray the best high school af- high school football player ever. Yeah, because he was that good in high school, and then take it to college and do what he did at Oklahoma. Yep, and then now coming to Arizona, number one draft pick, Osmond winner, like. The stuff that he doing, man, is insane, man. Like with his legs, with his arms, and those weapons he got, man. Looks, people don't realize how many weapons the Cardinals got, man. Yeah. Like the uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't have the best game yesterday, and they still scored thirty seven points, which
0: is crazy.
2: You know, you got you got James Conner and uh, Chase Edmonds in the background. I mean, just getting off,
0: getting
2: off. Like I mean, man, Rondell Moore. You just forget about Rondell Moore, Kristen Kirk, AJ Green. Just, just a plethora of weapons for Kyler Murray, man, and he just licking his chops every day. He go out and play. And man, boy, look at here. I did not expect them to beat the beat the Rams by 17 points. I was man,
0: like, oh my man, 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 man,
2: man. I mean, the Rams didn't bother to even show up yesterday. Is it that hold, let me ask you this? Did the Rams just have a letdown from the Tampa game, or is Arizona just that good? I think and it's it made it I, so difficult for the Rams.
0: I think it's a combination of both. I think the Rams was riding high off of that Buccaneers win. And I do think the Cardinals are just that good. And they caught the Rams coming in limp. That's what they did. And they put it on them. If this was a close game, I wouldn't even been alarmed if I'm a Rams fan. But they literally got outclassed on every level of the game yesterday. Like, the, the Cardinals, they smashed them, bro.
2: They
0: did. They smashed them. So I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, and,
2: and I'm just... Look, man, we and, and you spoke you spoke on it when we did NFL preview. You was like, man, this Carlton teams could be real scary. Yeah, man. If, they could be sneaky this year. Yeah, man. If, if if they can if they can get out of that 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 division that they coming out with, they could make some, they could really make some noise. And we always call their division the, the, the one of the toughest divisions in football with the Rams, with them with Seattle. Yeah. And with San Fran. It's one of the tougher divisions in the NFL. And, man, just to see them, that first conference game, to show up and show out like that in, in L.A., that's a big deal, The Arizona, man, they they real scared, man. They got me, you know, keeping a close eye on them. I, You know, I always, you know, after they beat the Jaguars and Jaguars played them well so well in the first half and then to see what they did in the second half, man, of that game, the way they beat Jacksonville and did not go into this game, and just man the the Rams, it's a big deal for Arizona, man. Uh, your boy Clifford Cliff got them on the right track.
0: Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So, look, I noticed something yesterday with the Rams. If you take Jalen Ramsey away from that secondary, that secondary is not that good. They're not. They lost a couple of key pieces from that great defense last season to the Cleveland Browns. Hence the Cleveland Browns being one of the better Defenses of defenses in this league Now we know The reason why Jalen has to travel We gave it up to Jalen Traveling as a compliment to his greatness But what the real problem Is is he has to travel Because that secondary Of the Rams is the weakest Link mm. If those linebackers And uh, defensive line and 99 nine Ain't clicking And they weren't clicking yesterday that secondary gonna have a long day. You literally seen Jalen Ramsey cover every receiver from the Cardinals yesterday. That's crazy. And if Jalen Ramsey wasn't on that receiver, then another, then another Cardinals wide receiver was getting off on another Rams defensive back. Mm-hmm. So we got to watch that closely. When you got a team that can come in there and light you up. It might be where the Rams have trouble. Now, people say, well, they they locked up the Buccaneers last week. Yeah, 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 they did. But see, Tom Brady, not mobile. Kyler Murray is. Mm-hmm. So when Kyler Murray get to scooting, <laughs> that means routes get bust open. And you've seen it yesterday. Now, number five is the best cornerback in this league. Number five might be the best cornerback ever when it's all said and done. But he can't do it by himself out there. He can't. So those, that defensive line and those linebackers for the Rams, they're going to have to be clicking on all cylinders all season long. Because if they don't, then that secondary is going to get cut up. And it's going to be real interesting to see just what the Rams do when they get thick back there in that secondary. Sean McVay, I don't think he had the greatest game plan yesterday. Matthew Stafford missed a lot of points passes yesterday Deshaun Jackson should have had two 70 yard touchdown bombs yesterday but Matthew Stafford just went clicking yesterday and this was the fear from a lot of people with him coming from Detroit do I think the Rams office is gonna be fine yeah they're gonna be just fine they'll go in they'll fine-tune and they'll come out and probably do some ungodly to the St. uh the Seattle Seahawks this coming Thursday so we have to just keep a close eye but all in all great win for the Cardinals Great uh, great game by Kyler Murray and what a game plan by Cliffy Cliff. All right. Cardinals uh improved to 4-0. Rams take their first sale of the season, 3-1. All right, Black. Let's head on out, man, to Lambeau Field, my boy. Good God. <laughs> Black, I'm gonna make it short and sweet here. We know the Green Bay Packers are coming into formation. Aaron Rodgers is looking like Aaron Rodgers great day from him yesterday 24 36 248 two touchdowns no turnovers for him that offensive line looks a little shaky but they were able to run the ball yesterday green bay with just another nice win but i hate to switch sides here man and keep bamming on the pittsburgh Steelers. black ben roethlisberger is absolutely done for
2: dang man
0: the man got the A dead arm out there, man. And he threw it 40 times on that dead arm. I mean, it is absolutely heartbreaking and sad to see Ben Roethlisberger going out this way. Mike Tomlin got to do what he got to do, man. I think it's time to sit Big Ben, man. Oh, man. It's time to sit him down. You got to find a spark for this offense and Big Ben ain't giving them a spark, man. They got talent in Pittsburgh on the offensive side of the ball. But these boys beat Buffalo week one and ain't won a game since. The Steelers sitting at one and three, man. (laughs) And these last three losses have been absolutely terrible. 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 So it don't get no easy for Pittsburgh, because guess what? They got Denver next week. And then guess what? After that, they got Seattle. And then guess what? After that, they go to Cleveland.
2: That's crazy. We
0: could potentially we could be potentially looking at a one and six football team by November 8th. Man. Black, like, what's your thoughts on the Steelers, man? Am, am I tripping? Should Big Ben get more opportunity to try to get out this funk? Or is he absolutely done for?
2: I, man, I hate to see, I hate to see Big Ben at this point in his career, man, but it's definitely, it's definitely time up, man, for Big Ben. It's it's, it's over with, man, to see him playing this bad, man, and then, I, I, I don't, I don't know what it, I don't, I don't know what it is, like, they got all of the same pieces they had on the offense last year, and I, it, it is it just Big Ben just ain't got it no more? He's yes, old, yes. Time. Yes, I mean, man, like they look, they've been looking pretty bad the past couple of weeks, man, and 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 you just running off that schedule, man, it don't get no easier for them. No, like it's it's crazy, man. I I feel bad for Big Ben, but I have to agree with you, man. This this team needs something else, but what's really behind him? Nothing. We're we going to go Mason Rudolph. <laughs> you know, he's going to give the spark. Is uh, what's what's your boy from out of Washington? Doug Rogers, my boy. No, your boy who got kicked off the Washington football team. Oh,
0: they got uh, uh what? I forgot Dwayne the clown name.
2: Haskins, my boy. Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne.
0: They better put
2: Dwayne out there. <laughs> is 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 Dwayne? Is is he the answer? Like I, they better I, put him I, out I really there and see. I really don't know, man. But it's 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 raining real heavy in Pittsburgh right now, my boy.
0: I mean, just it's disgusting. Really
2: real heavy. It, it don't look like it's gonna stop no time soon, for No, it. sir. So, look, man, this—I feel bad for Big Ben because Big Ben, man, has always been one of them top-notch quarterbacks. You look at man who always delivered and came through, won two Super Bowls. But his time is past, them, man. But in and the Pittsburgh Steelers team—they're not looking really good at this point.
0: No, they're not. It's bad out there, man. It's just bad out there for the Steelers. And I hate to see Big Ben go out the way that he going now. But Mike Tomlin better do something or him and Big Ben will be walking out the door together.
2: Oh, man. He
0: better do something. He better do something. Alright, Black, let's go out to San Francisco, man. To see how the Seattle Seahawks get back on track, getting a win 28-21. Seattle looked really good yesterday. Russell Wilson with another efficient game. 16 for 23, 150 in the air, two touchdowns, no turnovers. They ran the ball decent yesterday. Just another black and blue game between the Seahawks and the 49ers. Um Black, what did you what are your takes from the 49ers? They lose another game. They're sitting at 2-2. Two two. Seahawks are 2-2. Two The key injury was Jimmy Garoppolo going down, and it looks like it's Trey Lance's time in San Francisco. He brought them back. Two touchdown passes in the second half. fell just a little bit short, but it looked like with Garoppolo's injury, it is now Trey Day out in the Bay. What do you think about going forward about the 49ers and Trey Lance taking over?
2: Oh man, hey, we it. We said at some point it was gonna happen during the season, man, because we didn't expect Jimmy G to be to stay healthy the whole year and his time has come. I don't know if we expected it to be week four, <laughs> but <laughs> his time has come, man. And not to say that Jimmy Garoppolo was playing horrible. He wasn't, but he for some reason just can't stay healthy. Well man, shout out to Debo Samuels, man. I got him in fantasy, man. Shout out to <laughs> Debo Samuels, man. Yeah, man. I mean, man, look, I think the thing with San Fran, I think San Fran is a better team than what their record is saying. Of course. Again, of once course. again, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. In in in, in the backfield, in the secondary, they, they, they got some pieces that's missing, man. And, you know, that hurts you when you have a lot of injuries multiple years. Last year, it was Nick Bosa. And then I think they had another uh, – a, a few more big names. Yeah, that they, out
0: they lost right their year. starting linebackers. They had yeah. tremendous injuries.
2: Yeah, and the injury bug has hit them once again. So, um, really, really competitive game um, against these two. But I'm 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 not sleeping on San Fran. I think San Fran with Trey Lance, him being his mobile on the ball, they wait, to throw the ball. It could be something here. D. They're just a little vulnerable right now because. Of- What's going on? I think they're a a, a way better team than two and two, but injuries has really hurt them. But shout out man to Seattle on another great, great, great great game. Russell Wilson, sixteen for twenty three, one forty nine and two touchdowns. You know you can't. He always come through in the clutch. He had a nice uh, touchdown run yesterday for like twenty yard run or something for a touchdown. Yeah, nice run. Yeah. So shout out the Seattle for getting the two and two as well because they were struggling as well. So. um, a very, very exciting game. Ready to see what both of these teams move forward. Um, Next week is going to be real interesting with San Francisco playing Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll see what happened there and see how, how, how that will work out if Trey Lance does get the start for San Francisco.
0: Yeah, I think the time is now for the 49ers. I think the time is now. You got a window. You got to see what this kid can do. Every time we've seen Trey Lance on the field for the 49ers, it's been all positives. I know he's a rookie. I know he's going to make his mistakes. He's going to have his growing pains. But his situation in San Francisco, it's beautiful. He has a healthy head coach who's going to make him successful. He has weapons. He has a solid defense around him. I think the 49ers are going to be just fine. If you look at Trey Lance, he just looks like the guy. He looks Mm -hmm. like the guy. Jimmy Garoppolo was not playing bad, like you said. Does Jimmy Garoppolo deserve to lose his starting job? No, he doesn't. But when you get injuries, somebody else got to play quarterback. And that's somebody else is Trey Lance, the number three pick in this draft. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see exactly what a full game with Trey Lance looks like and possibly, you know, what does he do, you know, the rest of this season. It's going to be real interesting to see how bad Jimmy G is hurt. And if he's healthy again, do they bring him back? I think Kyle Shanahan was praying to not be in this situation, but here he is. Because his Jimmy G's injury is not season-ending. He will heal up and will be back, presumably, in two to three weeks. And then what does he do then? What does he do? I know what he should do. He should trade him to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Trade Jimmy Garoppolo to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Get some value for him and see if, by God, Mike Tomlin can do something with Garoppolo and salvage the Steelers' season. That's what I would do if I were Kyle Shanahan. D- d- do you like that fit if Garoppolo ends up in Pittsburgh, Black? Um,
2: it'll be better than Big Ben at this point. So, My God!
1: Yeah, I, I, I and I hate to
2: say that, man. I hate to say that. And if I'm if I'm Pittsburgh, look, man. Uh, I'm calling Houston up. Hey, man, what, what's the what's the what's the word on Deshaun?
0: What's yeah, the yeah.
2: What's the real? Well, Deshaun still sitting at the house wanting to be traded. Pittsburgh, you want something different. It may be time to do something different. Why not bring Deshaun in?
0: That's an option got, for sure. You
2: got, you got plenty of weapons on the offensive side of the ball, receivers, and then you got an up and coming uh, re- receiver who's played good in the last couple of games in Najee Harris. Why not give? Uh, why not give uh, Houston a call to see what's what's the deal with Deshaun? But. Either or, bro, Garoppolo, Deshaun, I think it'd be better right now than what, what Big Ben is, what he's doing out there, man, because of it's, it's, it's just not right.
0: It's not. It's not. All right, Black, we're gonna run through a couple quick, we're gonna run through a couple more games, get some scores off, and then we're gonna preview week five of the NFL season. All right, we had the Baltimore Ravens get another win, improving a three and one, knocking off the Denver Broncos 23 to 7. Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown, that combination starting to look really nice out there oh. in Baltimore. By God, Black, the New York football jets knock off the Tennessee Titans.
2: Oh, man, that's just got to be the most horriblest thing of the
0: weekend for NFL. I mean, just absolute nasty loss for the Titans. Crazy. But, but shout out to Coach Solly, man. He got his first win at home in overtime and knocking off the Tennessee Titans, who was absolutely disgusting, and they should be ashamed of themselves <laughs> for losing to the New York Jets. All right, Black, the Washington football team gets him another win. They get back on track. They're now sitting at 2-2, two two, knocking off the Atlanta Falcons in an entertaining game down in Atlanta. The New York football Giants get their first win of the season. Saquon Barkley was out there shivering and shaking out there on the pavement. Bad loss for the Saints at home, 27-21. Giants get the win. Black, the, probably the black and blue game of the day. The Cleveland Browns win 14-7. Over the Minnesota Vikings. We're gonna stop right there for a second. Black, that Browns offense is starting to look bad again. And I hate to say it. When Odell came back, Baker Mayfield starting to regress because they're forcing the ball to Odell. Black, am I tripping?
2: Um honestly, D, you're not tripping, but it's nobody else to get the ball to. Landry's hurt. Landry's out. They don't know how long Landry's gonna be out. They got a few young receivers, but nobody that that you can potentially depend on. So Odell is the best option they have. So I, I'm not surprised. But man, uh, Baker Mayfield for it, man. He was 15 for 33, 155. Yeah. I mean, no touchdowns. No, he had no picks either. But man, like I don't know how. to – They must have got this done. Well, Nick Chubb had 21 carries for 100 yards, so they must have got this done from field goal kicking and and him running the ball because this was a nasty game here, man. But they found a way to pull it out. Yeah,
0: they found a way to win. Find a way to win. Gotta watch Cleveland. They're sitting at 3 and 1. They haven't lost since opening day. But man, this offense is starting to struggle in Cleveland. All right, man. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs get back on track. Patrick Mahomes with another four touchdown day, 42 30 over the Philadelphia Eagles. The Indianapolis Colts get their first win of the season, 27 17, over the depleted, injury affected Miami Dolphins. And the Chicago Bears, the Chicago Bears get a win 24 to 14. Justin Fields with a much better day at home. Lions still winless. No wins for the Lions. The Lions and the Jaguars are only winless teams in the National Football League. And last but not least, Black, your MVP candidate, Josh Allen, would absolutely berserk. On the putrid Houston Texans, forty to nothing. You don't see that in the NFL. Even if your team is that bad, by God, Black, what do you think about Josh Allen yesterday?
2: Oh man, he just, he just he just ride, he just keep keeping the reels rolling, my boy. Like has in let me ask you this: Has the Buffalo Bills gotten better since last year, or is it that? You know their their schedule. The teams they play hadn't been too really good just yet.
0: Well, that is the question. I'm not sure if they are better yet because they really played a bunch of lame ducks after that Pittsburgh loss. Um, I don't really see anybody that they played yet that really is going to present has presented them with any uh, type of challenges. If you look at their schedule, um, things are picking up because next Sunday night they go to Kansas City. Mm, they play the Chiefs the next Sunday night On Sunday night football After that they get into some division play They got the uh, they got the, No they got the Titans after that Then they got the Dolphins Then they got the Jaguars And they got the Jets And then they got the Colts And then they got the Saints to finish out I mean This Chiefs game is the only Tough game left on the schedule Yeah I mean if, if they beat the I'll take that back Excuse me I'm dead wrong Sorry about that so but they got the in the yeah, tank. I know. They got my bad. I wasn't looking all the way. So they got the Bucks um, in uh, Week 14, and then they got you know after that, that's it, man. I mean, you can't sleep on the Patriots, but you got the Patriots late in the year. I'm sure they might present a challenge, but the Jets and the Falcons, I mean, putrid. <laughs> so they got two tough games left. They go to Kansas City, and then they go to Tampa Bay. So Black, right now, I can't answer your question, but maybe I'll be able to answer it. Uh, after next Sunday night, when the Bills and the Chiefs do business out there in Kansas City,
2: and and and, and then even with that, we got them. We everyone is going to be able to get a good look at Buffalo. They got Sunday night football, and then the week after that against the Titans, they got Monday night football, so they're going to be under the lights,
0: yeah. National
2: time. TV, national TV. So we, we'll get a real good look and see how Buffalo really looks, and yep. you know, I you know. Josh Allen was one of my picks for MVP. So sure. the way he's playing, man. He's playing out of his world. Stefan Diggs seems like he's getting his feet up under him now. Yeah. And like he's coming along. But the thing for me with them this year seems like the running game is doing much better for them this year.
0: Yeah, for so sure.
2: Running game is coming along. So we'll see what happened with Buffalo. Like you said, um, I'm excited about Buffalo, but they have not really played anybody to really know. Okay, yeah. They've gotten better. They've gotten better. But we, like you said, we will see Sunday night when they go to Kansas City how good the Buffalo Bills really are.
0: Yes, sir. Absolutely. We very, very will. We will see that. All right, man. We're going to go through some games for week five. We want to get your predictions, Black. Let's go right through these as quickly as we can. Black, do the Jacksonville Jaguars get their first win of the season as they welcome the Tennessee Titans at 1 o'clock on CBS?
2: Um, that would be a negative, sir.
0: Wow. Jaguars go 0-5 according to Black. Black, my Dallas Cowboys, 425 on Fox. We welcome in the New York football Giants. Do the
2: Cowboys win again? I think Cowboys open this thing up on the Giants. I, I believe I, the Cowboys win this game big. Yes, sir. All right, Thursday night football.
0: Very good one. We really don't get good Thursday night football games. Rams at Seattle, 820 on Fox. Not the NFL Network. This one will be on Fox. Black,
2: who wins this game? I'm going to go Seattle here. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go Seattle, okay. I'ma go, I'ma go Seattle um, at home on a Thursday night. I'm picking Seattle to uh, knock off the Rams uh,
0: Thursday night. All right, Black. We got the Denver Broncos sitting at 3-1. and one. Don't know if Teddy Bridgewater will be available. They travel to the Pittsburgh Steelers 1 o'clock on Fox. Black, do the Pittsburgh Steelers get out of their funk and get their second win of the season?
2: Bro, i I'm going to say Pittsburgh gets back on tr- on track. Okay. Not because, not because of Big Ben. I think Najee Harris has a really good game, and that defense stands up at home and gets them to win. Okay. They beat, they beat the Broncos.
0: All right, Black, let's head out to Cincinnati. The Green Bay Packers head out to Cincinnati. A battle of two three and 3-1 teams, 1 o'clock on Fox. Black, who wins, Packers or the Young Bengals?
2: Man, this got potential of a shootout written all over it. Yep. I'm going to stick with Aaron Rodgers in this one. I don't think – I don't believe the Bengals got enough defensively to stop Aaron Jones or Devontae Adams. So I'm going to go Packers in this game.
0: All right, Black. let's head out to Washington. The 2-2 two two Saints come to the Washington football team. A battle of two, two and 2-2 two teams on 1 o'clock on CBS. Black, who gets their third win of the season, the Saints or the Washington football team?
2: Uh, D, I'm going to go Washington. They're coming back home from off a two-game road trip. I'm gonna say Washington wins this uh this football game on the back of that defense and uh Chase Young and them boys getting after and Mr. uh McLaren. Them boys, I think they're gonna be ready to rock and roll against the, against the Saints. I think they dropped two in a row.
0: 10-4. All right, but we got two great four o'clock games. The first one, 405 CBS. The Cleveland Browns head out to Los Angeles to play the Los Angeles Chargers. Black, what happens here? Intriguing game. Browns, Chargers, who wins?
2: Uh, I'm going I'm gonna go charges here. I believe like you said, okay. that that offense for the Browns, man, is it's, it's it's not the best right now. They trying to like you said, they're trying to force feed things to Odell Beckham, which that's all they really could do right now, other than run the ball with Nick Chubb. But I think Justin Herbert has a game here. I think they get the run game going. I like the Chargers to win this game against the Browns. I
0: love the Chargers, too. I think it's going to be a close game, though. I think it's going to be nip and tuck. I think it's going to be a game of who makes the most, who least makes uh, mistakes out here. I will be watching this game for sure. All right, Black 49ers, Cardinals. Do the Cardinals remain undefeated and go 5-0, 425 on Fox, or do the 49ers get their third win of the season? Um,
2: I'm going to say the Cardinals go 5-0. and I- Yeah. Going Going back home after, like you said, a two-game road trip coming from Jacksonville and then LA. Going back to Arizona, I think they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be hyped. I yep. think Murray has a hell of a game. Yep, throwing the ball all over the field. I like Arizona the yep. way
0: this one. I'm right there with you, man. I think the Cardinals improve to five and zero. Sunday night football rematch of the AFC Championship game. You got a three and one Bills, the two and two Chiefs in Arrowhead. Black. Who wins this? Big game for Josh Allen. We talked about
2: it in the preview show. This is a game that he needs. Does he win? Oh, man. This going to be a – I think this game is going to be nip and tuck. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think some points are going to be scored in this game. Um, Man, I want to pick Josh Allen, but I just can't, D. I can't. Wow. Got, I thought you would. Got, got Pat Mahomes under the lights in Kansas City, NBC. I just think uh the Kansas City Chiefs uh get this get the job done. But I, I don't think it'll be I don't I don't believe it'll be a blowout. I got uh I got the Chiefs winning this by a field goal.
0: Okay, ten four. Last but not least, Monday night football. The Indianapolis Colts head to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Black, who wins this game? Colts, Ravens, that's your game for next Monday night.
2: <laughs> the Ravens, man. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I just don't I'm the coach didn't look bad. The coach didn't look bad yesterday, but I just think the Ravens, the they got something going on here, man. After, after all these losses they had to uh with players with injuries, I think they're kind of figuring things out on the offensive side of the ball. So I like the Ravens to win them Monday night football.
0: I'm with you, man. I'm with you. All right, man. So that's pretty much gonna wrap up our show, our weekly NFL wrap. <laughs> wrap up. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed You know the show today. Shout out to uh, our Jaguar correspondent and our uh, football correspondent, Rashad Robinson. Mr. Moodham Chains for uh, uh, lighting up the show uh, in the first uh, 30 minutes. Uh, Black, anything you want to say before we get you out of here?
2: Yeah, no, man. Just, just want to say appreciate the love and support that we get. Uh, appreciate all our listeners, man. Uh, we, what would we be without y'all, man? We appreciate it. Thank you for all the all the uh, support we do each and every day.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Black. I'm going to get up with you, man. I'm going to close this thing out. All right, my man. All right. Yo. Yo. All right, man. So we're going to go ahead and uh, knock this off, man. And, uh, you know, as always, like Black just said, we really appreciate all the love and support. Thank you for pressing play, retweeting the links, sharing this with your dad, your uncle, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your homeboy, your, your homegirl, whoever, man. If they love sports, they need to be listening to the sports desk, man. Shout out to the NPN Network as well who always supports us and pushes out our content. Go to that website and view other dope content as well so we're going to get out of here uh we'll be talking to you guys in a few days remember the college football breakdown is already out that's episode one i think it's 143 this thing is going so fast yeah because this is 144 go ahead and check out everything uh 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 related college football uh self-titled episode which we rarely do a grove street party all right so we'll be talking to you guys soon take care of yourselves and be safe out there y'all
2: Come on man Hey, bro, you're listening to the Sports Desk.
1: You're listening to the Sports Show. New Sports Desk.